tolerance. What's up, folks? This is Justin Garcia, a.k.a. Master Chim, and I am here with a tolerable white boy, Pat Patrick Kelly. What's up? And welcome to another episode of The Pressure Project. Thepressureproject.com is our website. Info at thepressureproject.com is our contact email. What else am I missing? Warrior Project is closed. <laughs> yeah, never mind Warrior Project. I shut that down. It's still um, a well, hold on. It's, Let's, it's still there. Warrior Project still exists, but I have closed yes. the door. Membership is for the time being closed. But we have a bunch of members there still benefiting. Yeah, you know, it's still definitely going on. Yeah. Um, but I decided to uh <laughs> to take some time away from newbies and yep. just concentrate on the group. Uh we got we, a solid group too. Very solid group. Yeah. Uh, we also have masterchim.com, which is the Masterchim letter, which is my daily email that goes out and go there and put your email in. You'll start getting emails in the morning. Free, completely free. Sometimes at night. Sometimes at night. It all works. I like, I like the, the rhythm new, hits me. Yeah, I like, I like the new system where it's, you know, <coughs> it shows up when it shows up, but it's solid, solid content. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about tolerance. Yeah. And how I think it's such a misunderstood concept, and uh, we're going to go with a a quote to begin, and this is from Albert Einstein. Albert Einstein. Einstein. He's also known as Einstein. Einstein. People don't call him Albert. <laughs> like if I said Albert, who would you think I'm talking about? I would think of the pro wrestler Albert. There's a pro wrestler Albert. There used to be, and it was terrible. I would think Fat Albert. Fat Albert, yeah. Fat Albert, before that. he put the weight on. Yeah. It would just be Albert. Albert. But Einstein, it's Einstein. Einstein is Einstein. Einstein. Yeah. You could, Einstein's used as almost like a like a uh, an adjective. Not an adjective. Yeah, an adjective, a yeah. descriptor. Yeah. So, like, this guy's like an Einstein. Yeah. Now, that'd still be a noun in that context. Or an adverb. An sure. adverb. No, would be <laughs> I'm an just thrown. It would have it. to be Einsteinly. Einsteinly. I don't think anyone's ever said that. He's very Einsteinly. It sounds like a name. It does. Maybe Stanley's son, Einstein, Einstein Lee. Einstein Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Stanley's son was an adverb. That's it. Everything that he does is an adverb. Okay, so the quote. Yes, the quote from Einstein. Laws alone cannot secure freedom of expression. In order that every man present his views without penalty, there must be spirit of tolerance in the entire population. So for me... Tolerance seems to have morphed into, or the, the understanding of what tolerance is, has seemed to morph into a one-sided street, yeah. where, whereby people think it means, um, you know, basically don't be an asshole. Yeah. Yes. You know, you have to tolerate these people, be tolerant. And by being tolerant, I mean... Don't deflate their raft, you know. Yeah, pretty as much. They're trying to sneak into the country, you know. Don't, you know, don't fucking shoot them off the wall as they're climbing it. <laughs> you know, be tolerant. You must tolerate these people. Um, now, where I think people mess that up is the other side of that, you know, idea or concept, which is stop being such a pussy. Yeah. Right, so being tolerant is also. I mean, let's actually look at the the definition, right? Of tolerance. Of tolerance. So, 
The ability or willingness to tolerate something, in particular the existence of opinions or behavior that one does not necessarily agree with. Okay. So being tolerant is, is being somewhat resilient, yeah. uh, somewhat uh, secure in one's own positions and identities. It's really maintaining you know, what you know, we call the master mindset. Yes. Right? It's, it's not allowing other people to define who you are. Uh, but rather you defining yourself on your own terms. Now, when I look at what the world has turned into today, you see nothing but uh, the opposite. You see the, you know, we need to teach boys to not rape. Yeah. We need we need to teach kids to not be bullies. We need to, well, you know, obviously if if we're talking about rape, there's never going to be a favorable light. You're not going to have the conversation in society today where it says, you know, you should never rape unless dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Like, th- like we don't partake in that type of conversation no. about something like rape to begin with. Uh, when it comes to bullying, same thing. We're not telling kids like, listen, never be a bully unless dot, dot, dot. Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't happen. So tolerance has sort of turned into this. You know, how do we disarm society from, from a lot of its identity, from a lot of its, ironically, rights? Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's, and it, it's, it's become something that people have lost sight of in terms of what it is we're trying to actually accomplish. What we're trying to accomplish is have a mixed society that is functional, right? So yeah. <clears throat> if it was up to me, right, and I – and up to me, meaning I could press a button and magically it happens. Okay. Everybody would be like me. Yeah, right? that is, of course. Now, and I don't mean be like me in terms of, you know, short, dark, and handsome. You Understood. Know? Okay, that, you know, no. I got, I, I'm dominating the game. <laughs> I, I would like to continue to dominate the game. Yeah, understood. But what I'm saying is uh, there is a compatibility. You know, I've spoken about my concept of the compatibility of coefficient. Yeah, right? yeah. And how... If you think about it, let me let me explain that in a nutshell. So, if you clone yourself, right? Clone yourself. There's another version of you. Yeah. It's a magical copy clone machine. That other individual has a compatibility coefficient of 1. They are you. They are one version of you. Yeah. Meaning you guys like the same things. Same preferences, same expectations, same strengths, future strengths. Uh, you look alike. You know, everything that you could you could think of that separates individuals is identical. Well, that's a maximum compatibility. The, everything that we look at in terms of what people share in common, I would assign a compatibility coefficient to. Now, <coughs> excuse me. Not that we could sit here and quantify with any specificity, you know, what uh, a compatibility coefficient uh, is for each individual component of our identity. Uh, But I think the utility of this concept is in the comparison of different things to one's compatibility. So the way that I like to use, uh, use it is to talk about what makes people the most compatible. What makes people hardly compatible at all? Um, society isn't, you know, divided across soda lines. You know, like yeah. 
this is where the yeah. Pepsi people live. This is where the Coca-Cola people live. Like soft this, drink wars right. of the 21st exactly. so century. There is a very low compatibility coefficient assigned to soft drink preferences. Yeah, of course. Okay. Uh, I would say on the high end of that, uh, it is uh, immediate family, right? So the people who live in your home. Um, now, there's a, a bunch of reasons for that. Number one, obviously, uh, culturally, ritualistically, traditionally, uh, even down to the biologically, you know, all of these factors are involved uh, and, and highly compatible uh, when you talk about immediate family. Of course, yeah. Right? Because they're not there by accident. Right. If we're talking at a societal level, however, uh, obviously, ethnicity, race and ethnicity are huge compatibility coefficient factors. Yeah. Right? So how is it that a society could live together then? If we're talking about tolerance, how is it that a society could live together um, despite the fact that we do not all share the same race and ethnicity. We do not share the same religion, which is another high, you know, yeah. high compatibility coefficient factor. Like, how is it that we're supposed to get along then if so many of the uh, more historically traditional natural uh, aspects or factors in compatibility are, are not there? And my answer is we need to actually be tolerant, right? Yeah. So one of the things you'll hear argued for and uh, I would I would never argue for it, but uh, these people seem to think they have a leg to stand on. Uh, for government, they uh, a lot of people propose a constitutional monarchy. You know, basically we we live by a constitution, but our government has a figurehead that allows to uh, maintain some semblance of continuity from you know uh, from generation of politicians to generation, uh, meaning there'll be a king. Yeah. But there would be a parliament or yeah. some sort yeah. of parliamentary, you know, uh, body. Um, first, first of all, fuck all that. But one of the things that they talk about is that, and I agree with this application of this this idea, is there are a set of rules that everybody lives by. Yeah, and everybody continues to follow what those rules are, despite who their individual identity is. Okay, right? yeah. Now, if we look at societies that uh, are homogenous, there needn't, a lot of times, there needn't be this constitutional, um, uh, you don't see the same freedoms and liberties in yeah. a lot of these homogenous societies, yet, time and time again, you see you know, these countries being voted or being assessed as being the happiest, some of the happiest countries around. Yeah. Um, and I think when you look at the compatibility quotient, it's like, yeah, they don't have to really uh, constrict or throw boundaries, construct boundaries around their society um, socially because there's such a high compatibility, you know, yeah. ridden, you know, group of people. Because they're um, all doing the same thing. They're thinking the same thing. They'll yeah, want the same thing. Yeah, they're They'll a common purpose. Thing, right? So there's no real conflict. They're not competing over <coughs> anything, you know, so that's... Right. So when you're talking about tolerance, then it's, well, what is it that we're trying to accomplish? We're not trying to accomplish that nobody bothers anybody, um, that there's no bullies, right? Yeah. Um, that there's nobody looking to insult other people. It's like that is an after effect of what we're really trying to do, which is have people be able to live functionally 
without expecting a high compatibility amongst society's members. And that's, I think, at the, the heart of this. Yeah. Yeah. It's the expectation of compatibility that drives that, that, um, that politically correct culture, yeah. right? That, that politically correct philosophy, you know? Like, why would you say that? You shouldn't be able to say that. Well, you shouldn't expect me to not say it if we're going to function in society. Yeah, it has to be a two-way street. It can't be this whole one one way right. only. And this is why free speech is so important in a free society. 100%. Now, if yeah. you think about it, if we look at our homes, right? Yeah. Um, wife and children, wife and children. Yep. In our homes, there is no free speech. No. We are basically a fucking monarchy. To yeah. some extent, you know, 100%. Like, like, I can say whatever the fuck I want. I don't, but I could. Yeah. My kids can't say whatever the fuck they want. No. You they know? cannot. There are adult words. <laughs> right. I curse all the time in front of my kids, and yeah. everyone knows that they're not allowed to use those words. Yeah. Now, they do, of course, when I'm not around, but that's fine. That's kind of, <laughs> that's the game. Yeah, yeah. You know? Because they need to understand when it's socially appropriate to use it and when not. Yes. You know? So. Rather than shield or hide them from truth. Right, right. Exactly. So. When we're looking at, you know, what is actually tolerance in society, it's like what, what expectations are we placing on people uh, in, in terms of their resilience to, to incompatibility yeah. right? or a lack of compatibility? Yeah. That is what truly tolerance is. So when I say, you know, like I don't think that, uh, like I don't think Muslims should be banned from America. Just weaponized Muslims. <laughs> weaponized Muslims are a problem. Yeah. <clears throat> but I understand the futility in thinking that we could somehow assess who's a Muslim and who's not a Muslim. Yeah, of course. And I also refuse to say that every single Muslim is bad. You know, like, Yeah, no, that would be... You know, no. it, it, it's just inaccurate. You know, so how is it like, how is it that I would be able to function or am I able to function you know, in a society that, you know, talking about the United States, that has a component of it that I do not agree on fucking anything. Yeah. Well, it's tolerance. Yeah. It's understanding, like, this is the way we function is the Constitution, right? The Constitution yep. is the, the compromise, compromise yep. right? 100%. So if I am looking at somebody that I am wholly incompatible with, you know, at, a, at an individual basis, I have to then defer to the compromise that yeah. we've made in this society. Yes, the implied compromise that and, he's right. over there, he's here, that means okay. And that's the formula yeah. that allows us to be compatible. 100%. You know, the fact that we're both going to agree to these rules. Yeah. Right? If I can make up the rules, yeah. If I'm a fucking, uh, if I'm uh, the king. I'm know? the king. I'm the king. <laughs> it's my hammer. That's my hammer. You know, but if... Uh, you know, if I'm the guy that, that wakes up tomorrow and, and is the king, yeah, it's like, yeah, like I'm making all sorts of fucking decisions. Yeah. Right? But it's not going to be based on a compatibility. No. You know, it's going to be based on, you know, my compatibility with me. Just yeah. not compatibility with a compromise. hundred percent. Right? There yeah. is no compromise. What does it look like when there is no compromise? It looks know? a lot different. It looks a lot different. Yeah. Right? I saw an article once where um people were writing, You need to teach your kids not to point and stare at me. Because I'm a man wearing a dress, or it was a it was a transvestite or one of those, and they were it was like you know aren't they all transvestites? Well, but I, I think I'm, I don't remember if it was one of the you know surgery transvestites or the non-surgery one. But they were basically or just the article was 
teach your kids not to point and stare at me because I should be able to wear this dress and your kids shouldn't, you know, they should understand. You should teach them to be ready for me. It's like, no. <laughs> well, you know. it's funny how, you know, the compelled, you know, um, uh, narrative of the victim class these days yeah. is, you know, the, is so, you know, just wrought with hypocrisy. I can do whatever I want. So you cannot do whatever you want because I can do whatever I want. Yeah. I can wear a dress, but you can't say whatever you want to me or point to me because that somehow infringes on my rights. But I could do whatever I want. Yeah. It's like, what if, what if I get to you first? Before I put the dress on, I go, hey, I'm going to make fun of you put that dress on. Yeah. It's like, fuck, he went first. He, he, he went, <laughs> like, this is the, the, yeah. the inconsistency. Yes. You know? Um. And, you know, I think worth worth noting is, you know, in the case of the transvestites, who are we appeasing, you know, by, by having this, this after-the-fact compromise that we seem to be having yeah. in, in, the, in the conversation these days, where we're now going to use pronouns, zers, zs, zzu, zzu, whatever the fuck these things are. It's Deep Space right? Nine. Um, freak and freakette, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's ma'am. Right, it's ma'am. Like, they, but, but think about that. Yeah, think about that. Think about how fucking irate that fucking tranny cross-dresser got at yeah. this kid, by the way, that was bending over backwards to accommodate him. Him, yeah. You know, like, bending over backwards. I'm sorry. Like, made a mistake, obviously. Shit went sideways. But the kid, the whole time, is, like, trying to, like, clean it up. Yeah. It's like, I'm sorry. I called you, sir. Like, the I don't fact know that you're f- a six foot fucking two guy yeah. with a fucking Adam's apple the size of a fucking yeah. boomerang. You know, I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, like, I the count is here. I didn't see your fucking vagina. <laughs> yeah. I, I but now I see your vagina. I thought that was your dick that oh, banged into the counter. I didn't know. Fucking le- a vagina I could see yeah. now. I think also <laughs> in that situation, I don't know if I might. I think that I might be wrong, but I think the guy was trying to return something and he was told no. Mm. So he wasn't getting his way, and mm. therefore, oh, so I can't that return this. So no, oh, so now you're fucking misgendering me. So let me go crazy. Mm. Let me kick something over. Fucking, it's no, like no. you're misgendered. No, I'm pretty sure you're a guy. Yeah, no, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I think, I I think I, you're misgendering yeah, yourself. I think I got it right in this one. <laughs> and no, you can't to return the game, sir. Yeah, but you know, it's like I'm of the opinion. Never give in to these people. Never. Not once. No. Not once. Like I've spoken about before. There's a uh, a uh, tranny that uh, is a waiter. Yeah. In a local restaurant. Yes. And I will call him she in earshot of him. Yeah. Because we have a social bond yeah. that allows me the ability to say, you know what, I will do this for you because we have a yeah. relationship where you have earned this. Yes. You yeah, know? 100%. And that totally, that makes sense. But now, let's say the trainee has a heart attack. Yeah. And I got to call the fucking 911. Yep. And lady on the thing is, you know, who's who is it? Is it a man or a woman? Yeah. It's a man. It's a man. 
It's a man. It's a man, baby. It's a man, baby. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, I'm not going to say, well, it's a woman with a penis. You're going to have to ask it when you get here. <laughs> right. Like, that doesn't serve. That doesn't Did help. you just assume it's gender? You know, so. Yeah. Check check under the hood. <coughs> check under the hood when you get here. You'll let me know. Right. So, so the, only, the only uh, compromise that I would make is one that is socially earned. Yeah, of course. You know? Makes but sense. But I am never going to be dysfunctional. No. With this categorization. Like, I'm never going to say this is a man, this is a woman in a, in, a, in a capacity where it would now lead to dysfunction. Yeah, of course. You know, in, in our ability to, to, to thrive as a society. And that's so, the whole thing. You have, to be, you have to make the choice to play along. You can't be forced or mm-hmm. compelled to play along with whatever shit they're doing. I'm a man. I'm a woman. Okay, if I... I don't. You can't force me to say you're a man or a woman. If I choose to play along because of a social, a social situation, fine. But beyond that, like there's no, you, you, there's no mandate that I have to. And to add, being that that's the case, you should be presenting this almost as a request. Hundred <coughs> percent. Like please, please call me. She. <laughs> please have some more. <laughs> yeah. Please. You please know? do this. Yeah. Now. A counter argument that people try to, to present is, yeah. you know, we're dealing with trannies now again, I guess. I guess we went to that. Uh, it fits we're the, here. It fits, we're here for yeah. now. Yeah. Um, is, you know, well, you know how many men who are now women go in the bathroom you never even know? You know, it's like, good. Great. Good. That's That should be the test then. Yeah. Right? 100%. It's the tranny Turing test. Right? <laughs> <laughs> if you can go in the other bathroom and nobody no. fucking notices, nope. you win. Yeah. Done. 100%. Okay. Because, again, that allows society to function. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. You know, it's it's funny when... tranny Turing test. That's, that's I, a good one. I remember I had... Uh, well, I used to be a personal trainer, and I used to train a lot of fat women. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that... Uh, would pop up every now and again was a, an overweight woman who would who would try and, and don this sort of shell protecting her vulnerabilities uh, but filled with the, the language of you know pride in their in their size. Okay, yeah. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm proud of my body, I'm this like that. And I and my my whole thing because I, I I I was suffering business-wise, from <laughs> being a little bit too forthcoming with my opinions on that. Understood. So I developed the, the question, right? I say, let me ask you something. Fat chick, you're a fat chick. Okay, I'm right? a fat chick. Fat patty, you're a fat patty. Fat patty. Fat patty. <laughs> if there was a button that you could press and you would wake up tomorrow, you're about a deuce and a half right now, you could press that button and tomorrow you're going to wake up 120 pounds. Are you telling me that you would not push that button? I would push the button. <laughs> I said, "Yeah. Only every woman would." Or well, why are you seeing a personal trainer just in just in Right. But well, you you would get I don't care about my weight. I care I just want to be healthy. Okay. Well, well kinda, health is determined by weight. <laughs> kind of go hand in hand. First thing we're going to do is take care of your weight. Yeah. Don't have to eat veggies. <laughs> you know, like you should tell me. They would ask you, "What should I eat?" What's my diet? <clears throat> you would tell them, "Eat less." <laughs> yeah, what should I eat less? <laughs> what should I eat less? 
You know, it's just factual. Yeah, it's a. Um, it's it's very easy to to fall into the trap, and I think this is worth noting, to fall into the trap of wanting to be nice. Yeah. To be cordial, to be you know friendly, to to build alliances and allow that to sort of uh, spill over into function. Yeah. You know where you're now being dysfunctional. You know it's if I'm uh, somebody who is. You know, me and you were buddies. We're waiting outside. We're at a bus stop. Yeah. And uh, and you got a booger hanging out of your nose. Yes. The conversation is going to be awkward for strangers to say, "Excuse me, you know, sir, you you have a booger coming out of your nose." Yeah. But if I don't say anything, I know that the rest of the day. Or at least until somebody says says you have a booger in your nose, rest of the day you're going to be sabotaging your social interactions. Yeah. Because you got a booger hand out of your fucking nose. Yep. So if I really gave a fuck, I would tell you you have a booger hanging out of your nose. Yeah, hundred percent. Unless you were trying to prank me. Right. Unless unless I was trying to do something. <laughs> yeah. Ulterior than. I've told know. that story, right? That happened to me once. No. In high school, we were, I would walk to high school from my house. It was like maybe a thirty minute walk. And I had washed my face with some something. I don't know what it was. I met with my friend. We walked to the high school. We sit down. Everything. I'm in my homeroom, and someone learns around and goes, "Yo, were you wearing makeup?" I look in the mirror. It looks like I'm wearing clown makeup. Like the the the, the whatever I washed my face with had dried on my face, like white Joker makeup. And I see my friend later. He's already crying, laughing because he kept a straight face the entire walk from oh, my house. The highs kept a straight face, didn't say a fucking word. A I looked in the mirror; it looked like I put on like pancake makeup, like I looked like Nixon in the fucking interview. Like it was crazy. It looked hysterical. <laughs> so if you're pranking your friend, <coughs> but anyway, sidebar. I was in high school, and um, my girlfriend at the time, she uh, was coming to visit me. And she was taking a bus. I was meeting her at the bus stop. Right? This is in the Bronx. And she gets up and you know, she's all dialed up. She's got makeup on and stuff. And all of a sudden, I see her go like this. You know, and like she wants to rub her face, but she has makeup on her face. So okay, she's, yeah. So she like turns and looks and faces me. And I realized that when she got off the bus, a bird shit. On the bridge of her nose. Holy fuck. So I'm looking at her, <laughs> and there's bird shit on her nose. But she hasn't touched her face because she has makeup. Okay. So she probably thought, like, something just pushed into her face, like a fucking yeah, yeah. something flying in the air or something. So she's like, hey, how you doing? And I just start crying laughing. I cannot breathe. <laughs> I'm laughing so hard. For about two minutes, three minutes. She crosses the street and gets on a bus and goes back home because she's so irate. That's fucking. She finds out that the bird shit on her nose. Yeah. So she was so pissed off that I didn't say anything and so embarrassed <laughs> and so aggravated that I was laughing at her. She she actually got on the fucking bus and went home. That's fucking hysterical. <clears throat> yeah. So. Yeah. You know, we're, we're thinking about, you know, what what does this mean? I always look at the. Ironically, the diversity in our society, and I understand the only way it's going to work if we is if we put up with each other. Yeah, it's not, however, to ever adopt a mindset 
whereby I could demand people to not offend me. Yeah. I can only expect that people don't infringe upon my rights. I can only expect that people don't take my shit, right? Don't touch my shit. Don't get in my way, right? Don't sabotage my ability to do what I'm doing. Yeah. You know? Um, however, what people don't understand is, you know, we, we run on a bunch of universal principles, right? Uh, one of the major ones is use it or lose it. Yeah. Use it or lose it. It's just how it is. It's, you know, the whole, you know, uh, tough times create hard men, hard yep. men create good times, good times create soft men, soft men create hard times. Like that yep. whole yeah. cyclical, you know, state of, of, of affairs is predicated on this use it or lose it principle. Yeah, 100%. We have the dire need to develop a, a, an ability, a strength, we'll call it a strength, to overcome an adversity. Because we develop this strength to overcome this adversity, we wind up overcoming the adversity. We no longer have the need to continue to develop the strength for that adversity. So what winds up happening is this adversity presents itself or reappears in another form. And this is the hard time, strong men, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. paradigm. So when we're looking at tolerance, it is understandable that we will get to the point where we will become more compatible with people that we coexist with. 100%. Yep. One of the, the, the phenomenon, the phenomena that you see in society today is sports. 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 We did it. They're doing sports. Did I it. Look, this is my guy's name. It's on my back. <laughs> it's on my back. I paid money for it. Super Bowl sports coming up. So... With that, you will see people that could not be from further parts of society. Yeah. Getting along like family. Hundred yeah. That's the phenomenon of sports. Yeah. They go now, to the sports church and they all worship. Right. They all worship the fucking the bull. Yep. And <laughs> it makes sense that, you know, like why is why why does um government makes so many accommodations for sports because it gets everybody fucking getting yeah. along the romans right? the bread and circus you know? yeah yep and that is that's you know it, it's a, a it's a sort of engineered compatibility yeah you know this whole sport thing um people don't want you know government i should say the puppet masters they don't want everybody thinking for themselves they don't want every because then what, what happens is you wind up falling back on or relying on you know, natural, organic compatibility factors, you know, and that's not as easily engineered. Definitely it's not. not as easily controlled, you know. Um, like I've said that, you know, I'm, I'm not in, a supporter of, of uh, interracial marriage, but that doesn't mean that I somehow have some disdain for interracial couples. No. I am arguably a product of one. Yeah. You know. What I, what I mean is I understand that the lack of compatibility between the two ethnicities of the parents is going to undermine the compatibility of the offspring uh, when it comes to areas of ethnic significance. 100%. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> I'm not somebody who thinks... But I also understand... Let me cut my own 
point off for a sec. I also understand that when you put people around each other, yeah. they are going to eventually organically develop these social bonds. Of course. And they will begin, these the social bonds will begin to overshadow, at least in perception, certainly in functional day-to-day -day, you know, behavior, the history and established uh, compatibility up until that point. Yeah, that's only natural. I know a buddy of mine, I have two friends actually that fall into this category that stand out. One's a buddy, one's a cousin of mine, tribal cousin. You know, white boys grew up in black neighborhoods. Yeah. They're both married to black women. Yeah. They love black women. Makes sense. Now, I could sit here and have a discussion with them. It's like, listen, Grabies have a tough time. You know, I remember I, I've told you the story getting pulled over. Yeah, with my pops crazy. When I was a kid. Yeah, that's the craziest story. Fucking cops didn't. Re the cops. Ooh, yeah. Told my father that me and my brother weren't his kids. Yeah, it's what must that nuts. be like? But I also, yeah. I mean, and I've had this conversation with my father of before. Of course. He yeah. It's like, well, this is what you chose. This is yeah. This is part of it. Sitting there going, you know, can you believe it? That's so terrible. Well, no, it kind of makes sense. This is the tax you pay. Right. This is this is what you pay for yeah. socially. Sure, yeah. you have rights, of and course. eventually those will be preserved yeah. because we live in a fucking first world society, yep. and everything will work itself out. But you got to understand that this is what's going to happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. My, um, you know, my parents' marriage in my family on both sides back in the 70s when they first got together... That was not a popular decision. I could, yeah. You know, nobody was happy about that. Yep. You know, let's just on say either I, side. Right? I, I didn't meet my I didn't meet my entire family until I was maybe five six years old. Yeah. Let's put it Understood. that way. It took it took a couple years to <coughs> kind of make 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 it through. Right, and and but I've been asked, you know, uh, over the years, like, do you harbor any resentment for this? And it's it's like, why would I? I it yeah. makes sense. Yeah. If my daughter. Right. Yes. Brought back some Ghanaian. Is it Ghanaian or Ghanaian? Why did I choose that country? I don't know. Why couldn't I say Nigerian? <laughs> Why did I go with Ghana? I don't know. I like that. You talk about Gaia, like from Star Trek. Gaia. What the fuck? <laughs> Gaia. Some Guyanese. Some fucking African dude. The the color it is fucking phone. Check. If Mid she brought him home, I'm not gonna be fucking happy about that. In the initial meeting. Well, well, probably it's going to be a bunch of meetings, you know, <laughs> certainly the initial one. <laughs> Whoa. You know? Yeah. Um, but what is the what is that born out of? It's not born out of a contempt or a criticism Understood. in the state of the person. It's first and foremost, the lack of compatibility that this represents. Yeah. It is what you're giving up, you know, so uh, as an example... Growing up, my um, my parents were not overtly Christian. I went to Catholic school when I was a kid up until fifth grade, sixth grade, I went to public school. And one of the things that we enjoyed uh, in, in our home ritualistically uh, was a Christmas tree. Yeah, Christmas. You know, my parents always had this thing, and we continue this tradition in different applications, but the tradition of always having a real tree. I have such fond associations of remembering the smell 
the scent of a fresh drink. Remember, I'm in the fucking Bronx. Yeah, of course. You know, like this is like this a treat. fucking <laughs> pine tree. You know, yeah. in my living room. Yeah. That added its fragrance to the whole house. Like I loved that. And that completely makes sense. Right. And yeah. But now, if I were now to marry, let's say my wife was uh, a fucking Hindu or some other wacky shit. Even in my hypotheticals, I don't marry a Muslim, right? But let's say that she was, <laughs> yeah. you know, some, that she did True. not partake in that, didn't want to support in it, and I had to, to some extent, compromise because she is, has her own things, and my kids no longer have that. It's like my parents would be able to look at me and go, why are you marrying that woman? Like, this yeah. whole thing like, ends now yeah, with you. Yeah. Like, this these tradition traditions is over. Yeah, ends. Yeah. Like, as opposed to everybody sort of sticking to the teams that, makes that their families yeah. have become a part of, yep. you know? So like, I get it. Like, like I've always had a, uh, an underdeveloped uh, conversation with, uh, or at least not say, I don't think position. I think it was really my ability to communicate my position on interracial marriage. Yeah. You know? And a lot of times I admit, um, I, turned a lot of fucking people off uh because they're like well fuck you i'm in an interracial marriage so fuck you yeah you know you don't like my wife fuck you and my whole thing is have you seen my parents yeah yeah it's like i get some slack where this is concerned you know i'm not saying that you're a piece of shit (laughs) yeah what i'm saying is life choices are terrible you should end them what i'm saying is you bypass certain opportunities yeah you know, when I was in high school, I got in, I got accepted to the Kings Point Merchant Marine Academy. It's a federal academy would have been completely paid for. Nice. I got a congressional nomination. I got all these different things. I couldn't go. Okay. Like I went to yeah. a, a, a visit on yep. one weekend. I came back. I told my mother, I said, Ma, six months, I'll be thrown out. <laughs> I won't it's make too it. much. I, yeah, yeah. I'm, I was still a fucking caged animal at that age. Yeah. I was like, I can't do it. This Ma. Is not I, for me. I, I can't military. I couldn't do it at that age. Yeah. And uh, she understood. So I, I had to acknowledge the missed opportunities. Understood. You know? yeah, yeah. That was a tremendous opportunity. I had to bypass it. But I accepted it. Yep. Well, when my father decided, you know, one of the things that, um, it's a peeve of mine, by the way. I put this out there. When people call me Puerto Rican, <laughs> I lose my fucking mind. I won't now because I'm not going to allow people to have that trigger on me. True. Right? So it's part of my therapy saying that on a, on a podcast. Yeah. yeah. But... I'm not Puerto Rican. I'm American. Yeah. My father's from Puerto Rico. I'm not Puerto Rican. My father did not like that position that I had. <laughs> yeah. He said, no, no, no. If I'm Puerto Rican, you're Puerto Rican. I said, well, under a lot of circumstances, that would be the case. He hated this conversation. <laughs> and uh, he'd go, no, you're my son. I'm Puerto Rican. You're Puerto Rican. I said, how am I Puerto Rican? I said, you know how much you wanted me, me to be Puerto Rican? You married a, a, an Irish-Italian white girl from fucking Brooklyn. You raised your family in New York. And you never taught us Spanish. <laughs> that's how Puerto Rican you wanted me to be. Yeah. Yeah. That you know? makes sense. So my father's from Puerto Rico, if you think about it. And, you know, one of the great things about these uh, Ancestry.com, 23andMe yeah. services is... You know, like they fucking pull back the fucking, you know, the the layers of a lot of, you know, what exactly makes up your identity. So 
it added, you know, to my argument because I looked at his background and I said, look at, look at how diverse your makeup is. Yeah. You know, my father who, again, Spanish speaking Morgan Freeman, yep. he hated that too. <laughs> he hated that too. But it's um, He was 50 something percent European. Yeah. You know, 20% African. Uh, I told him 25%. I cut you off like a cancer. <laughs> he came in at like 23. 23, you're like, like all right. I was like, all right. Um, and uh, and then a whole bunch of uh, Native American. Yeah. Right? Like 20% Native American or something. And <clears throat> when I look at then who he is, Puerto Rico... Like the, the ethnicity that is represented by Puerto Rico, yeah, he was only like t less than twenty percent of, yeah, you know the Native American part. So he was less Puerto Rican than he thought, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like yeah. you're not even Puerto Rican. <laughs> but now, but you think about it, yeah. So what makes him Puerto Rican? The fact that he grew up there, yes. The fact that culturally he was from that island, he did what they did, yeah. You know, it's like when you you see different ethnic groups come here to the to the country to America, and they start um, uh, assimilating and replicating, you know, the American customs at the expense of their traditional customs. What's the verb that's used to describe that transition? They're becoming Americanized. Yeah. So when you say that they're American, the kids are American, you're not only saying that <coughs> there is, excuse me, there is an actual legal that's an actual legal stance right yeah. a legal uh condition right I identity uh but they also partake in the customs and traditions of america yes right so yeah. if now let's say you know and i'll, I'll go back to the puerto rico example because I've, I've used this before let's say that you grew up in spain or your family's from spain yeah thousands of years in spain you me Thousands of years. Spaniard. Spaniard. So you go to Puerto Rico. Okay. I go to Puerto Rico. You have a son. Yes. In Puerto Rico. Yeah. 20 years old. He goes to America. Okay. For that son to say that he is Puerto Rican and that his kids are Puerto Rican. Makes no mathematical sense. True. Just the timeline. Just the timeline alone. Yeah. How many generations were you there? One in this case. Yeah. So he could say he's Puerto Rican because he grew up there. But his kids are Spanish. Yeah. Right? If you're going to discuss ethnicity. Yes. Yeah. If you're talking nationality, they're American. That's completely different. People get that conflated. All the time. a bit. All the time. Yeah. You know, uh, it's the difference between, you know, where is your family from and the whole world goes to war. Who are you fighting for? Yeah. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. And people get race, ethnicity and nationality <coughs> right? confused so, all the time. Right. So getting back to, yeah. to, to tolerance, if you do not understand that all of these factors, by the way, there's so much uh, individual decision. Uh, to, to be infused into this conversation that you have to have the, if you're going to remain functional in society, you have to have the ability to say, okay, my expectations 
of how this person is going to act need to end at the compromise that we've already agreed to make. 100%. Yeah. You know, which means I can expect somebody who I don't know to not insult me, to not offend me. Yeah. I can expect that they not rob me, that they not assault me. Yeah. That so when we get into the actual compromise, right, the Constitution, yeah. right, or whatever laws that have fucking come out of the Constitution's ass over the past few hundred years, yeah. you know, everything that that does not have some sort of legal constitutional, you know, precedent is something that basically I have to adopt a personality or, or cultivate a personality that allows me to fucking keep moving through. Yeah. I need to be able to, you know, you can call me this, that. I always talk about the, the because um, I think this is a, a great uh, uh, application of this idea, the basketball player, the professional basketball yeah. player who's yeah. on the road. Yes. And they're calling him everything in the fucking book. 100% and his kids and his wife you know, and everything. And, and he's got to be able to perform this this job, right, of playing this sports. Yep. Get the and, ball in the hoop. You know, and why do the people get all the money, the guys that are professionals? Because they could do this high-level sport in that environment. Of course. Yeah. You know? So if we're talking about, well, what, you know, what's the, the virtue that we should all aspire to? Well, look at the virtues that we're propping up there. Yeah. We pay the guy, right? We we respect the guy, we admire the guy who could perform under pressure. Yeah. You know, we don't we don't honor the guy that cheats. We don't honor the guy that, you know, that finds a way outside of the rules to get things done, you know. Um you know, because there's no there's no really accomplishment in that. Yeah. The 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 impressive accomplishments of an individual is despite the restrictions, he gets things done. Yeah. Right? The whole overcoming adversities is based on that. So <clears throat> we're talking about tolerance. Uh, and now in the, the you're using the use it or lose it principle to help flesh it out a bit more, we have to always support the notion that we have to be able to tolerate the offenses of other people yeah we have to support this because the minute we stop supporting it even if people are cordial yeah and that's something to be said it's like why is freedom of speech so important right now because we want to live in a free society yeah right and a free mixed society at that you know if you go to a place like japan and i've never been but you know big fan of a lot of their uh, their their cultural um you know, inventions. People don't talk shit about people like that. No. You know, but it's not because it's illegal. No, it's definitely you know? not illegal. Um, I just wrote an email the other day talking about laws and morality. And yeah. you know, laws reflect the the first generation morality of the people under which they were formed. So a society has a, a, a collective morality. It's codified in the laws. After that, the laws turns into a game of telephone. Pretty much. It's like who yeah. could who who's the person that can get them changed to fit their fucking motive, yep. and then eventually you have the just concoction that you know the bullshit that you have today. Um, but the first uh, generation 
uh, at its inception, you know, laws reflect the morality of a people. Yes. So there's a certain point where free speech is is something that was put in because it's understood that there's going to be a diversity of ideas. Yeah, 100%. Um, and now what what better source uh, for a diversity of ideas than a diversity of people? You know, because with these diversity of peoples, you 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 get uh, diversity of preferences. Yeah. Right? So we arguing, should we steer the ship left or right? That is going to happen um, ad nauseum forever. Yeah, 100%. You know? So yeah. we need to accommodate that first and foremost to allow that conversation to occur. Because yeah. it's going to occur anyway. Yeah. So we need to not fall apart when it does. Yeah. If you're somebody, you know, the old saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. Yeah. Like, it's all there. It's like you're not yeah. allowed to do something that is significant and tangible. Yeah. You know, but I should be able to stand any abstract fucking offense. 100%. You yeah. know? It's, you not be stick, a, it's not sticks and stones to make my bones. Names are never heard of <coughs> Except for the magic words, and here they are. Right. And they're, you know. Except these, these names. Except these names. These will hurt me, and they right. should be banned because it's hateful. Right. The magic words. Yeah. You know? So, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, in a situation where you are going to run into people that don't agree with what you believe in. It has to be a situation where you can look at them and not have to hit them over the head with a hammer. You should be able to coexist with them and say, okay, I don't agree with what he's doing, but he's letting me do what I do, so I don't really need to bother that. Don't tell me what to do. I won't tell you what to do. The moment we try to stop, you can't say this. Why can't I say this? Because this person's sad. Bullshit. You know, I have to be, I have to watch out for his sadness because what my, what I'm saying is needs to stop. I don't agree with that. Um, because then... What are we doing? We're playing a game that will never end. He says this, I say this, he says this, you say that, and it becomes silly. And everyone, we, we become weaker because of it. Either that or we become magic. Yeah. We become Spelliarmus. <laughs> like it turns into that eventually. Yeah, pretty much. You know? you know? So we didn't do a power play on Unicorn. Okay. Do you want to do one? Yeah, no, I already have, you know, the, the, the white boy in Indian. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's so perfect. I don't know their names, but I just wrote about them recently in an email. Yeah, you know, I, their names are right. And, like, you know, there's there's very, you know, there, there's still some some uh, diversity in of a, in the opinions of what, what transpired. But basically down in D.C. at this point a few days ago, uh, you had a group of high school students that were in D.C. for the March to March for right Life. To life? Yes. The, the March like for Life. Yeah, March for Life. And um, you have... Uh, a bunch of counter protesters uh, have the the black israelites yeah, right yeah who were like the the black like black dynamites version of like uh gi joe <laughs> right <laughs> black israelites yeah they're they're interesting and uh you know there's obviously the the conflict that's happening between those two groups yeah um, now the black israelites are just pieces of shit. They're batshit crazy. Like they're, they've always been pieces. See, and I don't even think they're batshit crazy. I think they're batshit ghetto. And they're ghetto, and they've developed this, this philosophy uh, that allows them to basically add significance uh, to their identities 
Uh, and it all stems from the fact that their fathers were absent in their homes, yeah, um, by and large. So you have this just disdain for, you know, happy, well-to-do white kids that sure. are there. They were saying, like, uh, look, all these kids are incest babies. Right. Get that lice off your back. They're saying some mm -hmm. funny shit. But it's almost like stand-up comedy, like mm -hmm. what they're saying. You can't take it seriously. I've walked They're by fools. those. Right. Walk by, they say all kinds of shit, and it's hysterical. Right. It's almost like a, you're paying for stand-up comedy. You can't get mad at them. Right, it's because the they're fucking idiots. They're ridiculous. Right. So they uh, create this whole hoopla. Yeah, they do. And at some point, a bunch of Native Americans... Like beating yeah. like a drum. There was they. They, they the, marched toward the, the kids. The white kids did like a haka because that's part of their they like asked, school fucking. They thing. asked their chaperone, "Is it okay if we start doing our school chants to counteract like what the black Israelites are saying?" And they were like, "Yeah." So they did the haka, all that, and after that, then enter Chief J Strongbow and his, <laughs> and his crew. <laughs> fucking yeah. Oh my god. So this asshole, uh, the Indian dude, yeah, comes over. And now, like, is in the face, and he's fucking beating his drum. Wait, the white kid's got in his face? Hold on. No, no, no. Wait a second. And, yeah. you know, the mainstream media, of course, ran with this narrative. So, like, <coughs> I'll be honest. When this started becoming viral, yeah. I refuse to get on board. Because <laughs> I'm like, who cares? Yeah, part one, who gives By a By the way, shit? if these white kids... We're making fun of this this Native American guy. I don't give a fuck about that either. Yeah, me neither. It's like, yeah, those kids are a bunch of assholes. Yep. Okay. You know how many fucking assholes are in this fucking world? <laughs> a lot. But they had the hat on. They had the magic hat on, right. so it's now it's right. news. Right. So they didn't have a different hat, and might we probably would never heard of it. Right. So my contempt for everybody else's contempt, <laughs> like removed me from the conversation early on because I'm like, are is everybody like, are we, are we really investing energy in this bullshit story? It's yeah. like, did they fuck him up? Yeah. Because if they beat his ass, <laughs> all right, that's different. When did he headbutt him? Right. Like, that, but there's a line there. Yeah. That if, if we're not at that line, like, what are we talking about? Yeah. There is a, a fucking Indian dude there, and there's a bunch of white kids, and they're standing in front of him. It's like, wait a minute, like... I'm waiting for to say Something somebody to hit somebody. Yeah, when does it and happen? And then they shot him, and then they yeah. tied him to the back of their fucking the school bus yeah. and dragged him back to Kentucky. Like, <laughs> like what the fuck happened yeah. here? It's like so, and then you see these fucking people. Oh my god, some of them are fucking Facebook friends of mine. Okay, yeah, they're not bad people. Like this is like me just trying to fucking work this shit out of my own. It's like you fucking cunts. Why are you so emotionally invested in such bullshit? Yeah, it's silly. Like, did you work out today? Did you <laughs> read a fucking yeah. book to your kid today? Yeah. You know, did you put that extra fucking time in on that new job or that new business? Or No, you're arguing about a fucking awkward moment in D.C.? Yeah. Like, this is what you want to fucking invest your time in? You useless fuck. <laughs> it's like, this is even worse than sports. Yeah. Yeah. It's silly. It's like, what the fuck are you people like talking about? I remember, you remember uh, a former employee slash student who showed up at a tournament. Right? We're all down at a tournament mm -hmm. in Jersey. And he showed up late. And when he got there, uh, he was visibly just distraught. Yes. And... Uh, 
fucking pale as a, as a fucking sheet of paper. And I remember going up to him and going, like, you got to compete. Like, what the fuck? It took you so long. And he's like, you don't understand. <coughs> you remember? Yeah, of course. I was in Manhattan. Yep. I was picking up so-and-so or so-and-so was picking me up. And, and, we were there, and there was this guy with a kitchen knife. And he went around. Apparently, there was this fucking nut job yep. going around stabbing people with a kitchen knife. And yep. I was in the newsletter and everything. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, and I saw this fucking lady, you know, I saw him plunge the knife in her and they eventually shot him. And, you know, and after all of that, I'm like, so you fucking competing or no? <laughs> yeah, it's like, cool story, but. It's like, who gives a shit? Yeah. If this was, too, that was too much, then you should have stayed there. Oh, fucking hilarious story. You want to hear this story? I don't know if I've told you this story. I was training with Hoist okay. in LA and uh, uh, I'm there, Rob Khan's there and uh, he's getting ready for. This might have been his Matt Hughes camp. But we were out there helping. Yeah. And uh, there was a training session, and he was waiting for one of his friends. The guy wasn't training. It might have been a driver or a photographer. That's what it was. Okay. The guy was uh, videoing, like, Hoist's training sessions. Yeah. So we're waiting for this guy. Yeah. The guy gets there. <coughs> little Brazilian dude. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm late. And we're like, what happened? He goes, oh, you know, fucking some uh, naked uh, woman on the highway. I just ran her over. It's like some naked woman ran on the highway in front of my car, ran her over. So I had to fucking wait for the cops. I had to wait for this. <laughs> so, so I'm sitting there. I'm going, you ran over the naked, so she's dead. He goes, oh, yeah, she's fucking dead. I fucking ran her over. Like, he's like, but the cops took forever. Like, they had to take pictures of the car. Like, I don't have my car. I got to wait. You know? Like, it was the most inconvenient yeah. fucking thing. It was hilarious That's to me. That's hysterical. And then you have these people. I got a dent now. Their tires. Right. I think about that. This guy's like, I'm sorry I'm late. Fucking yeah. cost me two hours, this fucking crazy bitch. <laughs> and now you have people who are losing their minds uh, yeah. over a fucking stare down between a fucking a teenager and a fucking loser. The guy turns out to be a loser. Yeah, complete he, loser. He, complete fucking loser. Yeah. You know? Uh, so it's like, what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah. It's yeah. like how did we how did we survive the fucking caves? Like how did we settle the West? How did like who are these yeah. fucking people? Yeah, this is major news. It's like we're fucking up. You people get that right? Yeah, hundred <coughs> percent. Man, I don't know. And they canceled like there was threats against those kids and shit. Like when it first happened, and they had like canceled classes and stuff, and they had oh. people were going to go protest at the school. Yeah, like it's like they didn't. I don't understand what the fuck is everyone well, acting like such a bitch for. Even if the original story was true, Native Americans are minding their own business, playing their drums, and these evil white kids surround them and are like, why are you playing your drums, you pieces of shit? Even then, it's not nothing even happened. It's not like then they stomped them out and fucking did a blood angel on them. <laughs> like, blood, like, it's just nothing. You know what I mean? Like, they, nothing happened. I remember growing up in the Bronx, going to a Chinese place, Chinese uh, food place. Yeah. And everybody would make fun of the Chinese people. The ones who work there? Yeah, the ones yeah. who work there. Yeah. You, know, you know, they ask you for your order. Oh, let me get number four. Like, everybody did that to these people. Yeah. <laughs> like Understood. they're probably doing it right now. <laughs> it's still happening. <laughs> My old neighborhood. Yeah. Do you think these Chinese people gave a fuck? No. And and on the opposite side of that, you think like we really hated these people? Like it was fucking. There was something to do. You know. Yep. 
Oh, man, I don't fucking know. I fucking hate people. Yeah. So, you already broke it down. Yeah, I'll just say, don't tell me what to do. That's don't tell me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, that's you all. Know. Don't tell me what to do. I'm not going to tell you what to do. Don't fucking tell me what to do. Yeah, I mean, there's a certain point where, you know, there's a, a disease, actually, where people, I've never heard of this, <laughs> where people are allergic to water. Yeah. You ever heard of that? Yeah. It's like a there, thing. There's a thing where people are allergic to milk. They can't, like. I need you to focus, Pat. Okay, sorry. All right, we're talking about my disease. Yes, water. Your disease. Allergic to water, yes. All right, you may know cooler diseases <laughs> than me. We're going to go with water. We'll go with water. It's definitely worse to be allergic to water. All right. Check. And you think about how terrible a life it is, it must be, to be allergic to water. You can't bathe. You can't, like, I don't know what they drink. I don't know. Either. You know, they like maybe they have to. They cannot just drink straight water. They got to drink. drink like powdered water. Yeah, powdered water, <laughs> <laughs> a water substitute. All right, but think about how dysfunctional they are. Yes, that's rough. Well, water is is like adversity for people. <laughs> it's like we're actually designed to deal with some shit. Yeah. You look at the history of of people. Like it is a fucking highlight film. You know, of shit that we've gone over. Like, think about all the creatures on the planet. Yeah, there's a lot of them. And we're, we were the fucking studs. As soon as we got here, it's like, we're not bigger. We're not stronger. No. We're not faster. We don't have sharper teeth. We don't have sharper teeth. We're not more formidable. We like, But we are smarter because we know how to fucking figure shit out. Yeah. We're at the point now where languages that we've completely made up, by the way, Right? Language is just a fucking an abstract tool that we use to fucking navigate, you know, the, the world. The invention that we've made of sound is gonna be our downfall. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a fucking yeah. M. Night Shyamalan movie. Yeah. It's yeah. like sounds are killing everybody. <laughs> it's I'm hurting you while saying this, but you asked me. Yeah. What is what it is, and you hurt me when you ask me because just uh, <laughs> so I gotta hurt you back. But I'll hurt you back with these sounds. <laughs> it makes no fucking sense. Fuck them all is what I say. Awesome. All right, folks. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you. It's been a while since we were able to do an episode. Yeah, we've had some, some shit going on. But we're and we're uh, still busy. here. All good stuff. Yep. Have more episodes coming. Fret not, good yes. people. Uh, ThePressureProject.com is our website. Info at ThePressureProject.com is our contact email. Go to MasterChim.com, put in your email there, start getting morning daily emails, completely free, MasterChim letter. And uh, I've gotten a lot of great feedback from that over the years, and it's one of the things that I enjoy doing the most. All right? Uh, but we're going to leave it there, so appreciate you guys. See you soon. And as always, brothers and a couple of you sisters, pressure to motherfucking power.